Welcome to another episode from another point of view. Um, I'm Agnes. And my name is Alice. And today we are going to discuss... Confidence in all its angles and complexity. Yeah, it's a very complex subject. Mm. So um, it was actually Alice's idea to dive deep into talking and discussing confidence. Yeah, Why? it's it's, um, it's a massive theme in my current life, I want to say. But also a few weeks ago, I posted this... Um, video on TikTok on our page about what we've learned so far mm. in a journey of podcasting and one of the points I said was that it's very important to pick out subjects that we're really passionate about yeah and that really made me think about you know what I want to talk about and what I'm like like what's on my mind what yeah. do I want to discuss and confidence is definitely one of them mm. um and I guess I wanted to ask you like what does confidence mean to you? I believe that confidence is when your thoughts and your actions align, when they're not driven by, you know, like the mask that we put on for the outside world, when we're being really authentic and truthful to ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, when we're not leading with this idea of like fake it till you make it, we discuss this. Yes. And instead of that, again, being very truthful and authentic to who you are, not just on a surface level, but deep, deep down. Yeah. I think the confidence journey, like we're going to talk about it, like it, for me, it started on a very surface level. Mm-hmm. But then what I've realized that actually work goes so much deeper mm-hmm. for, to, to like really, truly feel confident within yourself. 100%. How about you? I think confidence starts when you no longer think, oh, are they going to like me? But you're like fine with people not liking you yeah and you're just being your authentic self Mm. um i think that is a massive tell that you're confident and i feel like that's what i strive for because i've been like a people pleaser and oftentimes wanting to look a certain way um to fit in or to um not drive too much much attention to myself and now i'm more like into the journey of like you know no i want to be me and mm. you either accept it or we just we're not going to be friends or like we're, like we're just not meant to connect on a deeper level and that's yeah. fine yeah and what because we talked earlier about um i asked alice this question i'm like it's so interesting how when you were a kid like all kids are pretty much confident mm-hmm. and i remember being a really confident kid so i was thinking to myself like when at what point do we lose that like mm. when does it disappear is it when like society sort of would build up all of those, um, all of this conditioning from society, from our parents, from our culture, from our religion, mm-hmm. and that piles up and you kind of like become very disconnected from who you truly are? Like, what's your opinion on that? When do you think that, like, what's your journey with that? I, my personal journey, I know exactly when and why mm. I lost a lot of my self-belief and confidence. Right. Uh, for me, it was my parents getting divorced and I'm like, I'm still trying to really understand the feelings like yeah. that I was going through. But, you know, as as children, we are feeling the feelings, but we don't know how to explain them or we don't know who to approach and like how to how navigate. You, how do you express? Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like coming to terms of, oh shit, like... It's actually impacted me in a bigger way than I could have even imagined. Exactly. And one of the, one of the impacts was losing confidence. Yeah. It's crazy how it impacts your whole life. And when do you like realize, because I remember the moment when I realized that my confidence is like hit rock bottom. Mm. And I think it was 
probably like my mid 20s right when I was like ooh like I don't really feel like myself mm -hmm. and I'm trying for a lot of people to accept me and then I'm trying to change myself so that I fit into like certain box that this person created for me and like people pleasing was a big one yeah but also putting like different types of masks according to who you're with yes. so it's almost like you're creating this persona um, because you're trying to please everyone around you and everyone thought like if I told people that I'm not confident like no one would believe me they'll be like oh my god but you walk into the room you're the most confident person mm -hmm. but it was such a front and yeah. I became so good at doing that that you almost like trick yourself into believing Right. At least for me. Like, I've almost managed to trick myself into believing that I am actually confident. Right. So that was a very interesting one. And then it kind of, like, spiraled. And I was like, ooh, actually, based on everything that's happening in my life, I've just realized that I have zero confidence. And I'm really going to work on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's such a beautiful moment at the same time. Like, you know, mm. okay, this is not okay. Mm. And you can only only get, like better from there yeah because I, like. I totally believe that like fake it till you make it i feel like for a while it was such a thing that everyone was like yeah just fake it till you make yes. it I, I don't know at least like in my mid-20s yeah it was like this big thing and i'm like yeah. of course i can fake it i'm so good at faking a lot of things yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um yeah mm. so you just like put on an act and right. i think we're all amazing actors when we really try 100 <laughs> percent. i'm the same like mm. um i'm more of a I've always wanted everyone to feel comfortable and welcome around me, even if, let's say, I didn't feel like it that day, or maybe like that person, that person wasn't necessarily someone I wanted to connect with. Yeah. But I would always want to have this front of like, you're welcome, like, of course, like, you know. And I remember sometimes like going home having a headache because of just how tired. So behind I was. that was like, oh my god, this is so exhausting. This is so tiring. Like, yes. where is it going to end? Exactly, and that's why I hate it when people say fake it till you make it because I think you really need mm. to work on yourself to be it rather than. But fake did you it. always know that that's going to be the case? Because I like for me when I believed very strongly in fake it till you make mm. it, I didn't even question the fact that. You know, you really have to go deep down. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot that lies underneath. Mm. So for me, it was not, it was so opposite. I think I'm trying to like go back in time a little bit and think about it. But yeah, probably in that moment, I didn't think this is wrong. I almost felt like this is the norm. Like everyone's doing it. Like yeah. you're supposed to do it. At certain times, like obviously going through like my self-discovery journey in general, yeah. I feel like you just become this person who's like, you know boundaries are okay um saying no is okay not always smiling is okay and i think through that i also learned you know i need to work on confidence so that i just embody that whole feeling rather than yeah having a headache every day <laughs> yeah true i want to ask you a question because when i was thinking about this topic of confidence mm -hmm. i've realized that throughout my journey of becoming confident um, it started in a very superficial way mm -hmm. and it started with fashion. Right. So I don't know if you can relate to that at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, the first steps that I took was sort of using fashion as a tool and using dressing up as a tool. Like I remember, you know, if I wore like a powerful um, suit or a jumpsuit or something that really made me feel like 
I started to feel confident. Right. So that was kind of like my first baby steps right. in the right direction. But then obviously, once I mastered that, <laughs> I realized, okay, I can only go sort of skin deep yeah. with that approach. And I right. have to dig much deeper. But when you were wearing the clothes that were making you confident, were mm. you actually like feeling Yeah, that? I was mm. feeling, because I feel like clothes have a very strong like i don't know there is something behind i don't know if it's like an, on an energetic level mm. or like they make me feel a certain way mm-hmm. and i think that's a big part of the reason why i ended up in a fashion industry right <laughs> because i just i just saw the power of clothes right and i was like whoa there is something there i can't quite explain it yeah. and it might not make sense to a lot of people but for me it did mm-hmm. so dressing up and wearing certain things like for a while made me think like really truly confident within so that was the first baby steps but you can only go so far with it right this is really interesting because i am totally opposite of that yeah because i felt like if i'm wearing something that's really loud or something that's bold or you know showing up it was almost like oh i'm like taking too much space like i felt a little bit like maybe i've overdressed like oh oh, people are looking at me like out of place like that was how i was feeling and i Mm. Now I'm trying to think, now I'm starting to think that it's probably because of like other layers of like what's on the inside of like obviously being always, I've always been a curvy person and so from that taking space is like a big one. Yeah, of course. You know, showing up and, and, you know, feeling like you're beautiful and you can be and you can carry yourself like that was a massive hurdle in Mm -hmm. in the path of confidence and I feel like maybe you didn't have that so you felt like it was a little bit easier for yeah, that Yeah, it was total aspect. opposite, I guess. Yeah. For what you go through. Do you think, like, would you, now looking back, because I feel like your style and your fashion, like, taste and just, like, your fashion journey has, mm. like, just blossomed. Can I, can I give a sidebar? Over the weekend, I gave away, like, half of my black clothes. Like, I threw some away and because oh they were like... Oh, my God! <laughs> I was just looking and I was like, this is not inspiring. Mm-hmm. So totally, like, my fashion style has completely changed. Yeah, yeah. it's like, up from what I, when I've met Alice, we've talked in um, previous episodes, in previous episodes mm-hmm. about it, from when I met her to now, how she's just like a different human being. So it's incredible. <laughs> but um, do you feel like fashion could help people gain self-confidence? On, like, obviously, very superficial level. Yeah. Still, it could be a good baby step. There's this quote, like dress for the job you want not for the job you have that's the one that's Mm. what i was thinking exactly like i think that can be helpful because Mm. it kind of like almost gives you a little bit of a boost of like confidence if you may to like maybe walk in a room where everyone else is dressed the same way and you don't feel like you're out of place for example i've arrived yeah exactly (laughs) i want to touch on one thing i wrote this quote um which was from the harvard psychology study and it says the brain doesn't differentiate between the real memory and the imagined one and that's why like visualization is so important i've had that one yeah um and i totally believe in that i think like what you visualize could be really really powerful mm. especially when you're trying to align with something obviously we can't be walking around and be like i just visualize i live on you know like i yeah. don't know where on like some island that just bought and that's what's going to happen like i don't mean in that sense but like visualizing even yourself as a confident person 
that could really, really help to begin with. Even like, you know, sometimes I thought, um, I've done it with you actually sometimes when we go into like um, big designer stores Mm -hmm. and you're not like gonna buy anything necessarily, but you're just like walking around and I feel like, I don't know, it gives me like such a boost of confidence of like, yeah, does it? I can be here. Like I can take space. I think I gave you, like I lent you this book by Lisa Lister and she talks about taking space. Oh yes. That was such a good book. read it now highly highly but the book is called presence and she talks about taking space and she also talks about it from a perspective of a woman that has a bit of curves Mm. and i just love her work so such a good book check it out so nice to read honestly check it out so obviously we're talking about fashion and everything which is very like um is it superficial i think it's a little bit superficial i think a lot of people and it's also kind of like surface level yes that's it but obviously underneath confidence there's a lot of different things like a little shelves yeah of like things tucked in yeah and like i for example i was quite timid and i didn't really like the sound of my voice i remember at school people were very like vocal about their opinions and yeah. um, especially in college we were like asked to freely speak about subjects and i mm. was very like like, I don't know what to say. I'd, I'd have no opinions. And I feel like now reflecting back on it, I did have opinions, but I was just so afraid to verbalize it. I was afraid to like sound stupid. And that was all because I lacked the confidence to like be really firm yeah. with what I believe. And actually what helped me was that I went to theater and I started, um, I was doing drama uh, classes for three years. And I remember the first year I was, terrible so bad (laughs) terrible in what way though i was supposed to read the script out and also i was playing someone who was older so i was supposed to like use my voice to sound older than i was like i was 16 that really makes me want to go to drama classes yeah (laughs) like i would recommend anyone to go because i wouldn't be here right now if i didn't go to those classes that's incredible yeah and yeah like the first year i couldn't do it we also had to do improvisation i was like awful i kept like like sweating just thinking that i need to get up in front of people and like make a fool out of myself essentially just like you know being free with my body and everything and i was so conscious of like every movement that i was doing yeah like when i think back i was like so restricted just because of my mental blocks and the second year it was already better and the third year i loved it so much like i felt like i was so in my element we we were actually doing um improvisation quite a lot in like the second or third year yeah and we won like a competition and i was like feeling it i was like coming up with things on a spot i when i think about it like i wish i could go back and like do something because but it's such a great proof that you know even if things are very hard in the beginning Mm. like if you feel it's the right thing to do like deep down in your gut your ego might be saying like absolutely not this is too hard like this is uncomfortable but if you feel it in your if your intuition tells you like this is the right road to take Mm. like stick with it no matter how hard it is stick with it and then, you know, there's some magic that might happen in the end of that road. This is true. Like, listening to your own voice, what is mm. it saying? Mm. Like, maybe other people will tell you, oh, this is silly. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, I feel like as long as it makes sense to you, mm. that's the most important thing. It might not make sense to anyone else, but it has to make sense to you in your head. So listening to your intuition and listening to your inner voice and learning how to express yourself was mm-hmm. something that 
was huge yeah. in building your confidence. Like, yeah. what else was it that? What's helped me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and kind of like sitting down and maybe like, I mean, journaling. I've always been journaling. Like, it's been, I have so many diaries back at home and everything. Yeah. I'm just constantly like writing. Like, you start writing about your day and then it just kind of goes into like the feelings that you're feeling. And it's really helped me reflect on a lot of things and understand myself better. That's step number one, because if you're not honest with yourself, like you you were saying as well, when you realize that you've been faking it, or like how I was saying that I was having headaches when I was faking it with people. Yeah. Like once you realize that's an issue, then all the steps. Something has to change. Yeah. Like that's it. Something has to change. Something has to give. I need to rearrange and regroup and find out what works and what doesn't. Exactly. The other thing that I want to ask you, when I was thinking about this subject, mm-hmm. the first one of the first things that came to mind was the fact that we live in society where we compare ourselves so much, and that can have a huge effect on our mental health mm-hmm. or on how confident we are. I believe that we live. I, I think I've read that somewhere that we live in society with the pretty Instagram, like the the saddest or the most unhappy society with the very pretty Instagram pictures, and. I totally see that Mm -hmm. and I see how a lot of people that I speak to having issues with confidence themselves because of this constant comparison of this constant um, ideas of perfectionism that's being presented to us that's not achievable whatsoever so we compare we want to be perfect all of that and social media plays such a huge part in that like being that social media is a big part of your life Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that i feel like it's a very very sad truth (laughs) um... um for many years i was kind of like thinking oh yeah but it's like it's not affecting me right but now i'm like yeah of course it did like Mm. of course i remember quite distinctively um thinking how the hell are people finding the time to do all of those things that they were doing and actually like realizing that it was probably not filmed on the same day or it was like people who maybe already had like you know earning money through it so they can afford to have assistance and this and that and you're just like sitting there thinking oh i must be doing the same thing as they're doing i feel like that was a massive thing i i I constantly felt like i can't relax like i need to be doing something and if i'm not doing something then i'm like not good enough and i think that was personally for me the biggest thing not so much like visually i don't think because i already had like self-confidence issues about like body stuff so i was like you can't damage anymore (laughs) the damage has already been done yes like we can't go any further with that exactly in a world of like constant comparison Hmm. constant self-doubt and this ideas of perfection that we can never achieve i feel like a lot of people kind of get themselves tangled into all of that yeah i think because Social media is basically like highlighting the things that you don't have or you, mm. you're wishing for. It's almost like dangling in front of you. Like, yeah. oh, look, I have it. You don't. And it's on a very personal level. It can be anything. It can be looks. It can be physical assets. It can be like someone maybe is more outspoken and they're so articulate and I don't have that. Like, I have that at some, like, some points because obviously English isn't my first language and I'm just listening to other people speak and I'm like, wow. They're not saying like every five seconds. Yeah. At the same time, like now thinking about it, reflecting, I'm like, but I speak 
three languages, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's almost like you have to flip a little bit. You have to flip it. And I find it very interesting how on one hand we compare and we have like what you've mentioned, there's all of those things that we wish we've had. If we flip it, we should really be grateful for all those little things that we do have mm -hmm. that the person that we're watching on this tiny little square might not have. Mm -hmm. So just think about it before you start comparing yourself to anyone else. I have a little quote that I wrote out on this little paper yeah. um, about perfectionism and I thought I would read it out for you. So it says, at its root, perfectionism isn't really about a deep love of being meticulous. It's about fear, fear of making a mistake, fear of disappointing others, fear of failure, fear of success. I love that. Who said that? It's by Michael Law. Even like fear of success. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're a little bit afraid of like what's going to happen when like I have this thing that I've wanted. No. I have that sometimes because um, I don't know where it's coming from. But I feel like, oh, like good things are not going to happen to me. Or like um, it's not going to last. Like, you know, it's going to come and, and then I'll fall into a pit. Like, I don't know if it's like culturally where I come from. Right. Um, like conditioning and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've... I've, I've Like, I'm really quite struggling with that. I've never felt like that. Mm. But I think the reason why I've never felt like that is because I've always had this, like, innate feeling that nothing really lasts. And mm. it's sort of, like, coming and going and ebb, of, and, ebb and a flow of life. Like a flow, and yeah. And everything changes. So... Maybe it's attachment, then. I feel like... Maybe... Yeah, of course it's related to mm. attachment. It's almost like you're trying to, like... We live in a world where we either try to, like, really attach yourself to something or really kind of digress from something. Mm. So we go through those phases when it's just like, you know, you, you're like, I want this and I want this and I want this and I don't want this and I don't want this and I don't yeah. want this. And we never are in a space when we can just sit down and relax and just see these things pass, come and go. Like, everything does. This is very true and very interesting when you think about it, like... In our society, I feel like we're constantly like chasing mm. little milestones. Oh, now I'm gonna graduate, then I'm gonna go to uni, then yeah. I'm gonna have this, then I'm gonna have that. And it's almost like if you don't, like if you skip a step or two, it's it's like crazy. How 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 are you how are you not going to university, for example? Like my partner, he um he didn't go to uni, and I feel like he's been struggling with that for like a long time. Oh, wow. And I'm like, not everyone needs to go to uni. Absolutely not. I dropped out of uni. Yeah. Like, and here you are, <laughs> yeah. striving, like, you know, being great. It, it, and it's just like, I say it again and again, but it's conditioning. It is conditioning. And it's the ideas of society that is being put sort of to us that this is the way that everyone should be doing things. Yeah. And let's not forget, we all so different mm -hmm. and we like each one of us has to find their own road that works for them yeah and confidence than... yeah and confidence. is a massive thing it is in, really... in this journey it is because like after me realizing that clothes would only help my confidence on like a very superficial level mm. i had to start digging deeper yeah and i had to start sort of understanding what's important to me and what isn't like mm -hmm. what are my values what are my core beliefs mm -hmm. so there is so many things and also like the work that you do on yourself 
it is never ending. Like, yeah. and I don't want to say it in a sense of like, oh my God, it's just a struggle. It isn't <laughs> the struggle. Like, you look at it as this beautiful journey that you're on. Yeah. Um, and you're able to discover yourself and learn and grow and expand. So look at it as this like exciting journey rather than um, just like, oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah, I, in the past, I've struggled with that mindset. Oh, really? Yeah, I've... Um... I've really felt like, what now? Like, when can I catch a break? But now I'm trying to see it as more, like you said, it's a journey. You meet different people because of those new life lessons that you learn. I used to think this, I had this thing in my brain, like thinking, like, I can't wait to see how I'm going to get through this. It's almost like this exciting feeling of like, I wonder like what's like, what is my life going to present to me? that I'm gonna get through this hurdle and obviously this was when I was younger and the hurdle was like oh my friend didn't call me so I wonder what like you know yeah, it yeah, was yeah, such a silly thing compared yeah. to all the things that yeah. you're dealing with now and thing like um when I you know got a little bit older and, and things started happening that were like really real I lost that um, thought pattern in my brain when mm. I'm trying to get it back because it was really like exciting you know but this makes me think of, um, I think it was Alan Watts, which I'm obsessed with, but he talks about, I was listening to this lecture the other day, and he talks about how we come into this world with this like awe and wonder and just this excitement mm-hmm. and just like everything is new and just you want to discover yeah. and you want to learn and even when you like fall, you get up because yeah. you're like, shit, i just fallen, like I'll get up and like yeah. do it again. And that's so beautiful and yeah. we lose that. Yeah. And I think at the core, I had to learn how to come back to that. How I look at the world through the lens of this little kid that I was. Yeah. I've been watching kids. That sounds really weird, but... <laughs> Not like creepy in a park. Just... <laughs> yeah, it happens in a park sometimes. But what I'm... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I... I've like observed children and the way they are. Like, mm. they'll just like jump in a puddle. They won't think... Oh, do I have the right shoes today? <laughs> you know, it's like, I just feel like in the moment, I want to explore this feeling of like yeah. excitement in something. And I'm not saying that you need to jump in a puddle. Yeah. But it's the kind of like, like you're, like you're saying, like just this curiosity and like exploration. And I feel like once you kind of start coming back to your true self, your confidence grows as well. Yeah. I really want to touch on the on the subject of like, you really need to find it within yourself. Like no yeah. one's going to come and like throw 100 compliments at you and you will all of a sudden feel very confident from within. Yeah. Like it is an inside job. Mm, and it's a, it's a hard job, but it's so worth it. I think the, the world that we're living in now of like the wellness and spirituality being a billion dollar industries... Mm. At least it's so in social media, I feel like I'm seeing more and more of this, like, do this and do that to be confident and do this to be, to have self-worth and do this to be, you know, and it's all kind of like we look um, for the answers outside of ourselves constantly. That's true. So I think unless you realize, you take a step back and you realize the answer is actually within, mm. that you have to do some deep work 
to healing work healing work mm. to even like you know go in there and start sort of finding what what your um core values and beliefs are and who you really are what's like the authentic version of you not mm. the version that you might have been presenting to the world for the past god knows how many years um and it takes time and it takes determination and discipline and it's not easy and i feel like it's it's so worth it it's beyond mm-hmm. uh but i feel like that's something that isn't really presented to us in social media mm-hmm. it's always kind of like just take from the outside you know yeah. like i'll give you this and i'll give you that and this will help you and no one tells you like no 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 no, no. you've got to like point the finger back at yourself and start looking inwards because yeah. that's the only like sustainable and real and authentic yeah. confidence and self-worth that you're going to find i think those tips online are just like a diversion and you're gonna have to come back anyway yeah at some point yeah Yeah. i think you're gonna realize you're gonna try all of those things and you're gonna realize that actually some of them might help you for a little bit um a b i mean it's a huge industry of self-help and all that kind of stuff Mm. so yeah i think remembering that you are the only person that has the power to really change your life and shift Mm. and find the confidence within yourself no one else can do that for you it's an inside job like alice says hundred thousand percent and how have i only realized that in the last year i don't know anxiety came and was like alice no one's coming you've got to do it (laughs) all of this work by yourself so what what was like i don't know if you have any moments in your life that you feel like you started doing something implementing in your life actively like searching that really helped you find confidence Mm. again my healing journey started in colombia in south america about 10 years ago Mm. doing ayahuasca so after like i've mentioned earlier trying talk therapy and medication and just so many different things like name it i've tried Mm. it Uh, nothing was helping and my mental health was getting worse and also I think I was at the point where I wasn't myself at all I feel like there was not a one percent of me left in me if that makes sense so it was a very sad place to be and I didn't and I've tried everything and I didn't know how to like start coming back to myself like Mm. I didn't know where to begin ayahuasca was something that people were talking about obviously it wasn't as popular as it is now um the world of psychedelics is having this renaissance uh but back then yeah i had some friends that pointed me out sort of in the right direction i ended up in a jungle in the middle of colombia uh for two weeks and that has totally flipped my world upside down Mm. i think a lot of people look at psychedelics as like this party drugs and it's just kind of like you're having these visions and you're having fun and all of that and it's very far from that it's almost like within six hours um i was really brought back to who i truly was Uh, but then obviously it takes time to implement that into your life and to integrate everything Mm. that you've learned and that was a huge journey for me and i also want to really point out that the road that i took I thought that is going to be something that is just going to fix me. I'm not going to lie. Like I was one of those people that I thought this is going to be like a magic wand for all of my issues and problems. Right. Um, because again, like I didn't know that really it's 
it's very deep down and mm. I really have to work on myself and this could be like ayahuasca could be like a little crutch that helps me along the way mm-hmm. but it's not going to carry me right you know um on that road it's not going to do that um it's actually going to like help me like as a crutch and then it's going to drop me and be like now you do it yourself interesting <laughs> is it almost like it shows like what you need to be working on. Yeah, it shows you literally everything that you mm. need to know. At least for me, it did. It showed me everything I needed to know, everything I needed to work on, a sort of on like a physical level, like you purge and it's just very uncomfortable mm. and it's not a pleasant experience by any means to go through. Um, I had moments when I thought I was going to die and Aww. it's a very, very intense process. Mm. But it flips your world upside down and I think the biggest takeout that I had from it um, it has really realigned me with my values, my core values that I've had almost like as a kid. You know, when you just like, you know what's right for you and you know what's wrong and you know exactly what road you want to take and you right. listen to your gut instinct and your gut intuition so deeply and you never question it. Right. That's the kind of place that it takes you to. I do want to point out that it's something that if someone sort of told me what I know now, mm-hmm. if I could speak to like my you know like present self back then back then yeah um i would definitely explain to her how to prepare mentally and physically for her experience yeah. because i think it's really important not just like i mean it could have ended really badly mm. um and also i just want to point out that it wasn't like i did it and then everything started to all of a sudden change and i was like living Beautiful. yeah exactly yeah. i saw the light in the end of the tunnel and i was like okay that's it <laughs> but it wasn't like that actually a few years later my mental health was even worse than it was before I did ayahuasca. Oh, wow. Because I didn't know how to cope with this whole experience and then right. everything piled up and I didn't know how to integrate it and it literally, like, I spiraled in really bad way. Right. And, like, before I did ayahuasca, like, I didn't think I could get any worse and then I did. Mm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So I want to, yes, I would highly encourage people to do your research and not to jump into it and i'm seeing that this is becoming such a popular thing and people are doing it again with that i had a very strong intention going into it like i it felt like my gut like it was the everyone told me are you absolutely crazy you're going to colombia by yourself to a place in the middle of the jungle with no phone reception for two weeks what if you die what if you get kidnapped you don't know anyone that you're going with Um. um so like my logical mind would be like, you're absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people around me t- around me um, said that. You're absolutely crazy. But then my gut instincts was like, this is the trip you have to take. Like, it felt so right in my gut. Yeah. And again, that feeling, like, you can't explain it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go with my gut. Because if I don't, like, I'm in trouble. Right. So. <laughs> but yeah, and then the process started with, like, you know, learning meditation and breath work and realizing how to go inwards sort of by yourself without the help of psychedelics mm. you know because we do have a power to do that it, yeah. do, it does take work and, and dedication you even you even mentioned done. when you went to um the 10 day silent meditation Vipassana, yeah that you kind of like feel similar than absolutely this is the other thing like i i think when i started to when i did a lot of psychedelics Um, I kind of got to the point when I saw people around me really relying on it. Yeah. And I didn't think that was right. I'm like, you can't be relying on things that are so much outside of you when they teach you that you should be looking inwards. It just doesn't make sense. Right. So 
I started to get really interested in breathwork and meditation and I remember doing my first Vipassana which was 10 day um, silent meditation um, sort of retreat um, and that was three years ago and I, like halfway through it and leaving it I was just like this was as important this journey was as important as ayahuasca was 10 years ago wow. like it took me back to the same place but I was able to do it by myself much slower while I'm integrating things that I'm learning along the way. I'm not just like thrown in a deep end. Yeah. Like I'm actually like slowly taking baby steps and working extremely hard and being very dedicated right. rather than just having the six hour like out of control trip when it's just like showing me everything. And it's just like, I almost feel like your brain cannot comprehend all of those informations. Like we are just, you know, especially if you're like mentally going through things and you just like, like it's hard yeah. for your brain to kind of cope with like how you feel like mentally and physically what you're going through during psychedelic trip like it is hard mm. um and then on top of that we're so disconnected from our bodies you know mm. our mind and our body are just like you know they're, just, they're not together at all they're yeah. in totally separate places so when you're doing psychedelics like they have to align they have to work together for you to be like really in that journey and mm. to trust and to let go and um and learn from it and if that's not the case then you're in trouble so do you think doing that 10 years ago really helped your confidence and just like the whole overall journey of like discovering i think it definitely started it's almost like a light spark right like a matchstick yeah like a matchstick and i was like shit okay okay, there's something there so you know sort of the road that you have to take yeah but still you are the one that has to work on that road I'm not gonna lie I'm quite scared of psychedelics so Mm, just listening to it it's like really interesting and Mm. intriguing yeah but like yeah I I think we could do like a whole episode if people were interested in it yeah Um, let us know yeah because you do have a lot of to unpack and a like, lot of insight yeah a lot of insight <laughs> and oh. i'm studying psychedelic assisted therapy right now so there you go so i feel like it's going to be my journey for uh, for a foreseeable, foreseeable future mm. for sure yeah okay so what would be your top tip for someone that's on this journey of like i'm not really confident i'm really kind of working on that that's my priority what would you say to them I want to say show up for yourself. Mm. Like do the hard things, the things that scare you, some activity you've been wanting to do yeah. or something that's like like solo trip somewhere and it's really like scary. Or like maybe it's even as, as simple as like I've wanted, I've always wanted to wear colorful clothing, but I've been like really self-conscious about it. Yeah. Just start doing it. Like mm. really do the hard things because the more you do those, the more you kind of like, you find the self-value, like no one can take that away from you. Mm. And it takes time. Like obviously it's not going to be, you know, one solo trip somewhere or like one colorful t-shirt and all of a sudden like you're confident. Like it's going to take a while. And I think don't stop at just like one thing. Then challenge yourself to do the next thing. Take up things that really will help improve on the things that you think you're lacking in. Mm. And over time, 100% you will see the difference in your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the top tip that I would give, very similar to you, I think Mm. working on yourself, um, doing the inner work and starting to really, truly um, looking inwards Mm -hmm. rather than trying to find things outside of yourself to help you. 
So how would you do that? Like through meditation? Or... I think meditation is a big one. Yeah. Anything that allows you to really discover who you truly are, um, really discover what your core values and beliefs are, mm-hmm. what your weaknesses are, just really kind of look at yourself from a non-judgmental perspective and, and be like, who am I? Yeah. And I, I want to add to that. I think removing yourself from whatever it is that's kind of like jumbling up your thoughts in your head. Mm. So whether it's like social media, maybe like spend less time on it or be really conscious of like, this is social media, like this is not real. It's very difficult to do, but I think the more you practice it, the more you can like remove yourself from it. Absolutely. Then go and like reflect on it. Sit down with yourself. I think just realizing that, you know, we live in a world that hijacks our attention every five seconds. And Mm. that was my huge takeaway when I went meditating, realizing how much is in my head mm-hmm. and being in an environment when you have like nothing hijacking your attention whatsoever yeah. all you do is sit for 10 hours a day um you realize what you have in your head yeah. and then we adding our own stories into that and then we like there's social media there's tv there's this there's that. it's just like we just consume 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 and yeah. it's just like there's no space or no time to then work on yourself. But that's the other thing. When people say, I have no time to do this, my my sort of reply to that would be, you make time for what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And if working on yourself isn't important to you, yeah. don't make time. Yeah. But if it is, don't make excuses. Precisely. Okay, so this was a very full-on episode, very complex. I think talking about confidence, we can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. This is something that affects everyone mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. So we're really hoping that our tips and our journeys is something that maybe inspires you. Maybe it's relatable. And I think we're going to come back to this subject like later again because it's like an ongoing journey as well. Especially for me, I've only like started stepping into like who I truly am in the last year. So I think there's a lot to discover from my side as well and yeah. surely from yours yeah as well. of course we'll probably circle back around but i would love to hear like people's tips on what has helped them in mm. their self-confidence journey definitely and what's been like something that you really value you're like oh that really has changed mm-hmm. my confidence would love to hear it yeah we'll see you next week see you next week mm-hmm.